hidden behind closed doors. This is Beard Be Movies. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael. Jason, what movie are we talking about today? Today we're going to discuss 1963's Beach Party. Michael. What are we going to be drinking today? Well, well, well. Uh, we are drinking Suburban Foam American Blonde Ale from Hermosa Beach Brewing. And it's a collaboration with the band The Descendants. Fantastic. Yes. Let's have a sip. We have a L.A. County punk band. And we're discussing a movie that has a lot of music based in L.A. County. With even Dick Dale and the Deltones are in this movie. And a lot of beach. A lot of beach. A lot of beach. Beach shots. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's dry hopped. It's got citra and cashmere hops. This is a tasty little oh, yeah. beverage. They do have crushable on the can, and I would totally agree. This is beach, beach beer, I would this, say. Oh, I'm sure there's a scene where they're drinking this movie. There are. They're drinking pitchers. Yeah. The lovely Ava's yeah. going around passing out pitchers of beer. <laughs> yeah, this would be. If, I, if oh. I was a surfer, if we were like at, at the end of a day Thanks. of surfing... Going, eating some seafood, and taking these down. because It's a Blondale, so, yeah. I mean, they're always... Going to be, yeah, five and a half percent. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's it's, This is good. Yeah. Oh, it's delicious. And Hermosa, they gave this to us. Oh, they, so they're sponsoring our show. Absolutely. And thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Very cool. We had a, had a great time. They had, did a little beer run, went down, had some food, fantastic food. They have a, a tasting room restaurant in Hermosa Beach. That's not actually the brewery. And that's where I went. And it's right by the beach. It's all coming together. And it's a blonde L, and there is a lot of blondes in here, although our lead female actress, Annette Funicello. <laughs> this kicked off the beach craze. It was a small subgenre genre in the 60s that added up to about seven films total. AIP. We're back yeah. in AIP <laughs> land. We could do a whole show on AIP. But uh, yeah, this was your pick, man. I picked it because it is a subgenre of B movies. And I always thought we need to do one of the beach party movies. And you're right. AIP did seven of these. They're kind of a, a loose universe. In total, there's about 27, uh, like total 27 other beach party related movies that came out the same time that were copying AIP. There was two movies that people like point to beforehand. There was Gidget and then Where the Boys Are. If you watch those... It's a little more serious. There's fun and games that look like this movie is ridiculous. It's a cartoon. Oh, this is bubblegum. And there's there's very Spoiler little alert. plot. Oh yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh no, this is this is an opportunity to because Frankie Avalon and Annette yeah. Funicello give them some songs. Mm-hmm. This is one of those. There yeah. there are stretches of this movie when I sit down to do note taking. <laughs> By the way, we do take notes. <laughs> we we take this job seriously. <laughs> It's something I get asked a lot. I don't know about you. Yeah. People go, yeah, you guys just get drunk, talk about a movie. I go, well, not really. We do there's, drink. Yeah, there's a scholarly. There's, there's work. A there's scholarly component there's to time this. time invested. And I spent a lot of time with this movie. But Dick Dale. Dick Dale. As, as a small part in Dick Dale, one of the most influential sure. guitarists. Yeah. And my guess is if you, if you talk to the guys in The Descendants, they were either influenced or influenced by somebody who was influenced yeah. by Dick Dale. This guy is one of the most important guitarists ever. Yeah. His for rock and roll music. His first album, uh, Surfer's Choice, came out in November 1962. So, yeah. and this came out in August of 1963. So, there, there's not a huge gap between those. You did say though. You were starting to say very little plot. Oh, there there is not. I mean, this is and a cartoon. Plot, and the plot that is there <laughs> in today's world, when you look back on it. 
is actually a very creepy plot. Yes. You know, it's an anthropologist who's peeping on these teens on the beach, watching them, listening to them. Yeah. <laughs> it has a decidedly pervy vibe yeah. nowadays. I'll say it up front. We have a, because we have a big difference in this. There's a lot of Three Stooges type humor. I'll say it. I'm not, I've never been a Three Stooges fan. I'm a Marx Brothers guy, not a Three Stooges guy. You, on the other hand, uh, I like the Three Stooges. Three Stooges, yes, big, yes. And there is some Three Stooges. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, there's uh, a. It ends with a damn pie fight, which you yeah. always. I think you said bring back the, the pie, pie fight. fight. Well, I, I'm with you on that. I think Mel Brooks saw this and used it for Blazing Saddles because just like that pie fight scene, a tour guide comes in in the pie fight, <laughs> which is the funniest part of the movie. And he walks in and he goes, "Hey, we're gonna go to the tea room." Yeah. <laughs> But um, Mel Brooks is also old enough that he was around when the pie fight was invented. Exactly. And he was a huge, Br- like, Bring it back. Fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, put it in a John Wick movie or something like that. Maybe oh, Fast Keanu, and Furious number 11 since Keanu 10. Reeves could pull off a pie fight. <laughs> I could see that. Absolutely. So, okay. Set the scene for us. Okay. So, this is Frankie and... So, it's funny. Frankie Avalon plays a character named Frankie. Hey, beauty school dropout. I mean, I really like the guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm nothing against him. He's young, good. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, he's thing. good looking. They, they knew AIP. They were nothing if not. Yeah. Sm- they were in tune with like what will make us money. Yes, because the baby boom was huge. They knew teens. There's a market. They have expendable income. Yeah. They have what, freedom from driving. We're just going to throw culture. a bunch of good looking kids and bikinis, bikinis and swimsuits Suits. on the beach, looking like they're having the time of their life. Yes. And we're just going to break print money, basically. Yeah. No parental. There's, There's some songs. Yeah. Throwing some, some, yeah. You know, some, because Frankie yeah. was a teen idol. He was a singer. Annette had cut an album. So and she was the Mouseketeer. She was a Mouseketeer. Extremely popular. Dick for, Dale just came out, but he was he was starting to get yep. big. $300,000 to make. It made $2 million. And they really didn't think it was going to play much out of Southern California. It's like, how is this beach surf culture going to translate to other parts of the United States? And it translated really well i think it's kind of funny that they were worried about that because somebody should have just said you've got attractive people and practically naked you could have them doing anything yeah and, and, and people are going to come see this and that was a, the promise was sex because the taglines were when ten thousand kids meet on five thousand beach blankets dot 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 something's bound to happen or the perfect summer when the urge meets the surge i mean there. And then, <laughs> Damn. those were the best taglines ever. Whoever came up with that is genius. genius. Don Draper stuff right there. And we do have to mention, like, William Asher was a director mm-hmm. of this. Two months after this, he directs and releases Johnny Cool, episode 22 of our podcast. <laughs> and such a different, so dramatically different in tone. Like, this was just like, like you said, like, this is bubblegum. Yeah, Johnny Cool has some harsh moments. Yes, it looked a far deeper movie. But William Asher did come from TV, made up tons of TV in the well, 50s. Well, it was at, the, at a time, I think, when directors, you would find, you go through the list and you say, well, they had a whole eclectic bunch of things they did. Yeah. You know, nowadays, I don't think you really have to do that. Yeah. But So, the, th- set the scene. We're at the beach. I think it's actually, is that Malibu Beach? It's next to Point Doom. Sometimes I, I recognize it. about Malibu. But, yeah. And at one point, doesn't somebody mention in a song about Balboa? Yeah. Which I don't know. I always think Balboa Island, and that's in Newport. Yep. Right? And they did film. There were some scenes there, and, you know, Dick Dale was famous for the rendezvous ballroom yeah. down in Balboa. So but, so, but I think they were up in Malibu. Yeah. They're up in Malibu. Frankie 
and Dee Dee or Dolores, who is Annette Funicello's character, they are happy. I don't know if it's summer break from high school, if it's summer it's break for college. Bro. I think it's high school. <laughs> and it, and that, what I was saying about creepy, there's a little creep factor. They are going to what Frankie thinks is a beach house for, I don't know, a week, a weekend, by themselves. And he's going to finally, like, he's going to get lucky. Yeah. And he's extremely excited about this. And Annette, I mean, sorry, I'm, I'm correct me, Dee Dee, she is a little hesitant because she's not sure how she could control herself if they're alone together. So they're coming there, and all of a sudden, it's really not going to be them alone. It's going to be their whole gang. She invited. Yes. She pulled a sneak. A lot of people. We, and we meet Deadhead, who's this tall, good-looking dope. You um, always have that in your gang. In my mind, it's that classic... You know, surfers. We just we're surfing all day, and then we just probably drink all night, right. and then we just all flop on the floor. Twenty people in a five-person house. And That's so what we do. That the main plot is them at this beach house, and he's kind of ticked off. He's ticked off until so. he falls into a room full, full of girls. Of, yeah, <laughs> which one? At least one of them was a playmate. Yes. <laughs> Outside of that is the fact that Professor Sutwell, a anthropologist and development biologist, <laughs> played by Bob Cummings. He and his assistant, Marianne, are in the house next door. He is going to write a research paper called The Settler Report, basically about teen sex life in the surfer beach culture. So he has listening devices. He has binoculars. He is watching them. They play it for laughs, but it's a little creepy. (laughs) It is a little creepy. At one point, he has his assistant. He says, listen in. And it's night. He's telling her, you know, listen to these kids have make out and have sex. And she actually like sixty three. That might be. She, at first, she's like, no, no, no. Then she's like, and the actress who played Marianne is Dorothy Malone. She's she's cute. And she's good looking. I don't know if you remember, but she was in the Bean episode thirteen. She played the older yes, woman yes. who was looking for her son yes. who made a, who might have been the Bean. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I do recall. Yes. And she was an Academy Award. Michael, Michael. Yeah, she, she exactly. Was an Academy Award. There are some great people in the being. <laughs> that movie does she, not deserve it. You know, her and Professor Sutwell's relationship, as you see this, she's clearly interested in him, and he is oblivious to having any type of romantic He's life. classic yeah. academic yeah. nerd. He, I mean, yeah. it's cartoonish. He does he does formulas when he's trying to figure things out. He's like, well, he's mumbling like two divided by five oh, over the buoyancy factor so, of seven you, degrees. You mentioned <laughs> the monkeys yes. before because the monkeys came out a few years later. Very similar in the way it's shot. Even the color is very much in the in the sort of silly humor yeah. with sound effects yes. when somebody like does something. You're like, boing. Yeah. <laughs> After Frankie gets upset, it's party time. Yeah. Let's get let's get surfing. Yep. That's what we're here to do. And there's all these just shots. There's long stretches where not a lot's going on. It's just, just dancing. Watching people surf. Yes, dancing. Watching singing. people surf, singing. <laughs> Dick Dale performing live on there at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> bongo drums. If you are not a fan of the bongo drum or the tiki lifestyle, this may get not out. be the movie for you. <laughs> Bongos. Everyone should be a fan of bongos. Then Frankie's all, he's, yeah. he's ticked off about Annette, and his buddies are trying to quote unquote help him. And they basically convince him, you know what you do? If if a chick, she's kind of giving you a hard time, right. just break up with her. Make her jealous. There's a lot of mean things going yeah. on here. And, and so what he does is he goes, I'm going to go punch above my weight. Yeah. And you know you know that hot, that hot chick, the Hungarian lady? The Hungarian goulash waitress? 
Yeah, I'm going to go for her. And he does it. He pulls it off. The woman, her name's Ava in the movie, but she's... Eve Six or something like that. Yeah, she had a Eve, strange Eve name. Eve Six, but she was basically, uh, you know, uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor. Like, you know, Mamie Van Dorn. Right. Jane Mansfield. We, who was in High School Confidential, another yes. teen movie that probably did a better job. And I believe that was episode 15. Of yeah. Our There's a lot of connections. <laughs> there's a lot of connections. Oh, and when we get to the end, there's just connections galore. But but no, so she's voluptuous. Curvy, Absolutely. blonde, buxom, yeah. gorgeous. And Frankie says, you know, usually a young guy's going to look at that and go, ah, it's out of my league. But he goes, I'm going to go for it and, he, and it works so he and Annette just do this thing where they're going back and forth trying yeah. to make each other jealous yeah. it's classic moonlighting and that's a big part of the plot is just that and then like you said surfing scenes which looks like there's so many people running into each other and people doing tricks I don't remember a lot of like people putting each other on shoulders or doing handstands. I but. don't think that happened in real life. I think that I honestly think that only happened in the movies. You know, it's <laughs> my take. You know, then you have a pyramid, a people yeah. pyramid. When you have a shark, yes, in a shark movie you have the people pyramid. <laughs> so you get a lot of montages of that, and that fills out like part of the movie. So singing, beach dancing, bikinis, bikinis, a Nets friend Rhonda. Yeah. Like I need a lot more of that. Because yeah. She did the thing where she's like, you know, she would walk, she'd walk around her bikini and, and bend over and stuff. And you just see guys falling off their surfboards. And they do the she'd sound effects going, boink, yeah. boink, <laughs> boink. <laughs> and she did it on first. She goes, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> It, that's right, right around the point where Sutwell, he, he has his mic and he goes, and it's so, it's just so oily because because he even says, he goes, he has a special mic where he can pick up the kid's secret yearnings. Yes. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> and, and his assistant, Marianne, she doesn't come across as someone who would be a research assistant. She seems put together, older woman, attractive, dresses, not what I would see as Smart. an academic assistant. In a modern world, no. in a fair world, no. she would have been re- running her own research. Yes. But because at this time she's a female, she's basically Girl Friday to this dork who can't... Because she even talks about yeah. how she saved his bacon more than once. Yes. When he gets into a situation, like she'll come in, sort it out, keeps him going. She's probably done more for him than he's done for himself. Absolutely. She insinuates that after he writes this book on teen sex that maybe he should read it. Boom. I mean, she likes a lot of sexual <laughs> innuendo towards him. I mean, there is a lot in this movie. He asked her to go and grip a bu- bunch of books for research. And like, <laughs> and like of course, being, being a nerd, I was like, are those real books? There's only one coming of age in Samoa that actually was I could find. But um, <laughs> he went and looked. <laughs> I went and looked. Adults in this movie are not authority figures. The kids are running wild. And I think that's what attracted a teen audience the adults that you do see in this movie from the professor and, Mar- and marianne who what i just realized that professor and marianne <laughs> <laughs> but they are ridiculous a cabby lot, a lot is coming to come, come into light yeah is it cappy is it uh cappy cappy, cappy uh, yeah. yeah he is ridiculous there's no authority figures as they talk about they're running wild i just i went Boy, people would love it if kids ran wild like this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is the clean most, cut. The most benign yes. <laughs> running wild I've ever seen. You know, Give me three teens from my era and they could raise more hell than all 40 of these kids. But it is interesting in the in these seven movies that were made. This is one if you like you can make an argument that Professor and Marianne are actually the main characters. And after this movie, they're like, you know what? We don't want to have any adults as main characters. They all have to be background like Big Daddy and Cappy. 
And so this is the only one that had that more like two adults. No, because like, you, you weren't going to see this. No. I mean, the, well, I mean, the way the movie opens it yeah. even is, is supposed to be this big thing later. But we see a plane land on a beach. Which and you can't do. I don't think yeah, Malibu Beach would allow that. Research <laughs> <Yeah>. codes. <laughs> the Civic Code 175.6 says... Santa Monica <laughs> Airport would have an issue with this. <laughs> but, I mean, there's a plane landing. And you go, what? Yeah. what the, who cares? And, and the movie's long. It's an hour and... It's an hour and 40 minutes about. And I think it's perfect for drive-ins where teens just want to hang out. And you can look up the screen and you're not going to... Plot doesn't matter. Do we get to Big Daddy's yeah. for the first time, which is the local hangout. It's where everybody goes to hang. And we get Frankie gets his song. We find Cappy, who's... Yeah. This is between the beatnik and the hippie era. Because Cappy... He has a and, Van Dyke. Exactly. And he, he, he's got a couple... He's got, there's always these two women... In yoga poses and sunglasses. You know, they were in the dark sunglasses and black, yeah. very beatnik. Big Daddy comes off as a beatnik character. So, And they're sort of the elders that are kind of trying to show the kids the way or they shepherd them in some way. William Asher, who's an older director at this time. You know, this is interesting because it's a teen movie, but you bring in people like Cappy, who is played by Maury Amsterdam. And if... I think his biggest thing was he played Buddy on the Dick Van Dyke show. He mm -hmm. was a writer. And then Jane walked through yeah. when I was watching this, <laughs> and she went, is that that Mor Mor Morty Amsterdam guy? And I went, I'm not 100% sure. I looked it up. I said, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Good job. And then you had Dorothy Malone as Marianne and Bob Cummings as a professor. All these were older actors. And you bring him, and even we're going to be introduced to the villain, which you, I don't know why they had to make a villain, but it's... You got to have a villain. Yeah. Well, because that look, you know, was iconic at that time. Marlon Brando. Yeah. Harvey Lembeck, who had a career in theater and then movies. And also in the 60s, like, hey, you want to play it? Is he supposed to play a teen or is it just like an outlaw fight I game? Don't know. <laughs> I, Eric, I, I von don't, Zipper. <laughs> Eric von Zipper. Eric von Zipper. Classic villain name. <laughs> he comes in with the rats and the mice. Yes. The ladies are the mice and the rats. And he comes rolling into town. Comic really, his bike goes so, off and he's like, it's like sound effects. Boop, bonk, oh, bonk. Uh, whenever, yeah, he'll just like put his arms yeah, up. He's very yes, and it'll be like beep, <laughs> and he's very three. He's very three Stooges. Mm -hmm. He comes off as a cross between yeah. I thought Mo and Curly, yeah. like the oh wise guy, but he's also the leader, so yeah. he's Mo. But him and his gang walk into Big Daddy's, you know, take over table. Cappy's all. Ugh. These guys, again, I was hoping they wouldn't come back. Because yeah, they create such an issue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> again, I, I, like, at that time, the, hell, the Hells outlaw. Angels were around. I thought, you know, one Hells Angel <laughs> yeah. could come in here and sort those boys out. Yeah. You know? But anyway, that's it's a comedy. It's a yeah. lightweight comedy where they're not trying to be serious. You know, Dolores ends up running afoul. Von Zipper decides, I like you. There's a vague menace, you know, it's a little threat. He yeah. grabs her, won't let her go. Meanwhile, Sutwell is trying to make quote unquote first contact. Yes. So bad. I'm just, the, it's in the prime directive. Like, yeah. don't go do that stuff, man. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not the biggest Trekkie, yeah. but I do know the prime yeah. directive. But yeah, Sutwell's coming in. He's got a hidden microphone and Frankie isn't helping her. He's off trying to make it with Ava. This movie's handsy with the women because she's really? walking around doing dancing. And all the guys are reaching out, touching her while she's doing her little dance number. Yeah, it is very handsome. <laughs> it's a different time. Folks. Different time. <laughs> Sutwell kind of comes to her rescue. Of course, thinks this nerdy guy with the big beard. They have so many different names. Pig bristles. Pig bristle. The chin warmer. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm thinking. I felt like it was Ned Flanders, like, yeah. oh, the old push broom, yeah. you know, the soup strainer. And then a couple of years, by the end of the 60s, most of these teams would be sporting a beard like well, that. Well, we were talking about that because yeah. the Beatniks, Cappy has a beard. Yeah. Big Daddy ends up having a beard. Yeah. And the Beatniks had beards, but then these are like clean cut kids where yeah. the beard is a sign of like, you're an old yeah. man. Yeah. But you're at the end of the. Because Sumble's beard hair. is like an ably, like it, it's so dorky, it's so cheesy and fake. But he comes over and he's all, "No, you know, sir, you're you're molesting that lady. Yes. Leave her alone." And Von Zipper, of course, is thinking, "I'm going to knock this guy's block out." Yeah. And, and Sutwell goes, oh, "I practice a very special whatever, some yeah. sort of." It was a strange got, thing, like pressure point. I, I think I tried to write it down. It's not real. Yeah, I tried. It. <laughs> It's a physio psycho philosophy pressure points. So basically, he touches him on the temple yeah, and, yeah. and he and fingers him. I'm not saying that. I'm not going to say he keeps fingering he people. Two fingers. That's a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. This is a good time, probably, to have a sip. And I tell you what, this is a picture of you right here. A picture of the suburban foam. This would be something I'd totally order a picture of. And it has the classic descendants, their icon. You know, they came out in 77. Their records have this face on it. I could say records because recently I pulled out our last bastion of records because my oldest has a record player now. So it's pretty cool that this was a collaboration. Yeah. And we have a movie about beach culture. They were from Manhattan Beach. This is a little lighter yeah. music <laughs> yeah. than The Descendants. Yeah, a little different. <laughs> but still teen culture, but, you know? I mean, no, this, this, the teen culture yeah. ended yeah. up spawning. So it's pretty cool. And, and thank you, Hermosa. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. This, this is, is great. Delicious. This oh, is yeah. so good. Cheers yeah. again, bud. Cheers. This is a delicious beer. Yeah. I could drink this all day long. <laughs> I'm sure that character Deadhead, either he's been drinking this a lot or he's doing something else a lot that they just don't want to mention. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see you're in that beach community just hanging out drinking these. And you yeah. go, this is my day. That's <laughs> why Big Daddy's been sleeping through the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not revealing Big Daddy. No, the end. I think big we reveal. Big reveal. <laughs> There's a lot of in-jokes that AIP puts themselves in here. Oh, yeah. Like, they mentioned, like, this sounds like an AIP movie. Or when you see a record playing, it has, like, AIP on it. So I I thought that was kind of, like, they're making fun of themselves. I think they are, but I also think it's, like, it's promotion. Yeah, exactly. I I, I totally think it's... (laughs) No AIP. There was, like, a a double-edged sword of that. Trying to put it in your brain that if you see, you go, oh, AIP... Professor so saves, rescues Dolores. He rescues her, and of course, here we go with like classic Three's Company type of <laughs> total like, Three's Company misunderstanding, <laughs> yeah. where he's talking to her. She thinks he's into her. She's into him. He says things like, "Oh, I want to make for you're my first contact." Yeah. She's going, "Boy, you know, you're an older man. Yeah. It's a, oh, you think you make first contact." <laughs> yeah. And, and Frankie and his buddies are eavesdropping. There's a lot of eavesdropping in this movie, yeah. too. There's a creepy, there's a creep vibe. There's yes. a lot of creep vibe. There's no cell on. phones, you know, so everybody has to listen in. Like he's walking her home, and then he says, we can get together and go to the beach tomorrow, yeah. which this is setting up like some serious, there's hijinks. Yes. And there are some really funny moments in this movie. Because the next day, Marianne shows up with the books, and that comes over, and he's wearing... He's wearing a first of all a bathing suit from the nineteen ten. <laughs> yeah, with a skirt. He's yeah. wearing like a kimono, which is actually like, sort of cool. Like, Some sort of kimono thing over it, and he has hair shoes. The shoes made from banana. She calls them banana boats yeah, yeah. or something. And he, he says, "Oh, these they're all gifts from, from different countries." 
he, that he picked up in his world travels. Yeah. And she's just looking at him going, you know, you need to take those off. Yeah. He takes shoes off, takes off his like kimono jacket. And then she goes, oh, good grief. You're wearing, and your, your swimsuit has a skirt. And he goes, yes, yes. She's like, we got to take that off. He goes, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And she makes him put the kimono, and kimono thing back on. The- I don't think it's that big of a deal. No. He's he, out of touch. He's been out in the world study. He basically, that, that classic... He studies things, but he has very little experience. Yeah. It's all theory, no experience. And that's what his assistant, Marianne, says that all the time to him. Are Frankie and Dee Dee and their group high school or college? Because Marianne makes a reference because Dee Dee walks in. And a lot of times, Annette is a little more conservative dressed. But this is the one time where she's a bikini. And she makes a reference where I forget how she puts it. But they they were making a sports reference and Marianne's like oh looks like someone's here for batting practice and of course I was like no 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 and then Marianne makes reference like this Lolita business Lolita business and Lolita is a true yes. teenager not yes like not even in high school like Lolita is in high middle school, school. yeah so yeah. so that might insinuate that these are high school students not college age which but makes it even creepier it, it is way <laughs> creepy but we do know that he doesn't get it no, he, he doesn't, doesn't get what Dolores wants, yeah. and he sort of like poo poos yeah. Marianne. No, no, she's not into me. Yeah, this is and he's not. You never get the impression that he's into her in that way. No, but it's still just yeah, a little icky. And yeah, referencing Lolita, nobody cares that it's it is a great piece of literature. There's a huge problem. Yeah, with that. Is, yeah. It's a, there's a very disturbing things yes. going on there. Of course, the boys. Frankie's boys are they want to stick up for their boy, which I love the idea. It's this, and it's it's very sexist because. Frankie's going, I'm going to run off with Ava and do what I want. And him and his guys are, are, are saying, Dolores can't do what you're doing. It's not allowed. Exactly. It's a, it's a very sexist thing. So they decide, we're going to get this dude. First, we're going to make fun of his outfit. Yeah. And then we're going to make him surf make and him surf. look like a fool. Which, I mean, my understanding, I've never tried it. I'm my not, understanding is nobody goes out and just gets up on a surfboard no. first time. Ava, her outfit when she showed up at the beach, she looked like Devo. <laughs> she had like a red... <laughs> And then I was not she, the thing is I was not thinking Devo when I saw that. I well, I would say like this: hats like, off to you that you could think yeah. that because I was thinking something else. Yeah, and what I was thinking is like Frankie. I'm like, man, you should stay with Ava, <laughs> like, but, like but a I, Hungarian goulash rather than like a net. I mean, I, told, I totally thought that until she went from him to Eric von Zipper. Yeah, she's not, she's not the best. <laughs> maybe she's not that great. Yeah, maybe she's. <laughs> Because he almost literally drops her on the beach where he's yeah. going to make out with her because he sees that Dee Dee's watching him. And as soon as Dee Dee turns away, he almost like drops her on the beach. Yeah, he's using her. Yeah. Some of it's kind of cruel. It's, yeah, it's, it's mean. But the way they portray it in this movie, it's just like teens being teens. So, well, when he's getting ready to go surfing, he starts doing math. Uh, he's yeah. doing math and to, because he's going to figure out how to surf, surf using science. Yeah. So he's writing him, carrying you know, oh, yeah. X, mumbling fa- himself, factoring for X, you know, doing all these equations. And he goes out, falls, falls, falls. Then he comes out and he goes, Oh, that's it. I forgot to carry the two. Yeah, and, and all of a sudden, he's an expert. He, yeah, exactly. He's, he's out there surfing. Those guys. <laughs> so and then, then so what get, I learned from this movie is that surfing requires you to be good at math. <laughs> I've seen videos of pigs surfing. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know how much math they know. <laughs> Did you ever heard, have you ever heard that term for a beard before, pig bristles? I've never, I'd never heard that no, term. No, but I'm not, I don't think I've ever heard chin warmer either. <laughs> or old beaver puss, was <laughs> which I was like, well, don't use that today. No, you get slapped. 
That is very, that's one of those where it's a word used to mean something <laughs> different. And then now he's yeah, like, no. no, 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 you don't. You know, Cappy, he's having a chat. Yeah. Sutwell thinks he's talking about, oh, kids, just I'm studying the kids. And Cappy is saying these kids are, they're nuts. You know, yeah. I, I see them all the time and they're having a good conversation. Then, it, so Frankie walks in and challenges Sutwell about, you know, hey, you're seeing my girl. Like, oh, I'm, I'm an academic, you know. And then Frankie storms out and that, and then Cappy makes a pretty good observation where he says, hey man, are you studying these kids' sex lives or getting involved? And that there's almost a little, you see the little light bulb going on where maybe Sutwell's kind of realizing this might be, he might be in over his head. When Cappy says, I hope you realize they're nuts. The professor thinks that, like, this teen culture is strange and unusual. Cappy says they're nuts. Marianne's the only adult who says, no, they're just normal teenagers. And I think that's part of this movie where it's saying, like, teenagers are just crazy. Adults don't understand this. And I think that's what also talked to some of, like, why people like teens really like this movie when it first came out. I mean, there's a lot, like, if you're a teenager. Yeah, you don't understand me. Yeah. You don't, don't understand they, me. You weren't saying that pre-World War II. Yeah. Or you're probably getting punched in the face. Yeah. Saying, you know, go out work in the factory, bud. Because but, Cappy's making money off of them. So he, I think he's acting the part because he's like, hey, you know, they're, they're paying my bills. I, I will say in his defense is <laughs> when he's like, they're nuts. He is serving them alcohol. Yes. And he's see, <laughs> seeing them after a day of surfing. Yeah. And then they come in and just start pounding booze because you never see him eat. But, no. At no point is food. <laughs> no, not at all. And, until until the end when he goes beer and pies, beer and pies. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's what i want to open a store we got to open a store beer, beer and pies it satisfies two different people exactly somebody who goes i don't like drinking you yeah. go well they have pot well, well, i do like pie like, we'd have jim gaffigan as a, as a customer for life <laughs> professor said well at this point also mentions the fact that you realize there's going to be a transformation because he points out the reason he has a beard is that he was the youngest professor in college and no one took him seriously. And so this older professor goes, grow a beard and get some glasses. So you realize those glasses and the beard are strictly a facade so people respect him. And so there's going to be this huge transformation like the ugly duckling becomes, you know. <laughs> becomes Bob Cummings. <laughs> Speed freak. <laughs> Bob Cummings. He was a, it was his own worst enemy. I think he, he had some exactly. demons. He had some he had, demons. I think he had some demons there. He, but he was really in, there's a, a joke in this, he was one of these first Hollywood people who was really in to healthy living and vitamins. And he wrote a book like in the 60s called Stay Young and Vital. And he well, was really interesting because Dick Dale, if you, yeah. read, if you did the deep dive on Dick Dale, he went vegan before it was cool. You know, he yeah. was very much into, he did not do drugs and he would encourage when he had a band, when they go on tour, he would highly encourage stay away from the booze and drugs and very, very clean living. I just have to point one thing about Bob Cummings because there's a lot of legends. That a lot he of misinformation out there in the Bob, <laughs> Bob Cummings world. No, you guys, we're going to set it straight. Because <laughs> there's, there's been a lot, a lot of scuttle by the model of Bob Cummings. Recently, it's all over TikTok. <laughs> but his real name, his name, like his character, is like Robert Orville. And people said he learned, because he, he was a real pilot. And that he learned to fly from his, you know, great grandfather, godfather, Orville Wright. There, there's, no, there's nothing to that. Like he did not. Record, record, yeah. Like, straight. TikTok. <laughs> we're, we're the Bob Cummings podcast of record. <laughs> okay, we have the night party beach scene. Yep. We're back at the beach. Boards Surf up, boards in the sand, bonfires, hanging out, coupling off. That, you know? No, it's not that one yet. Okay. 
This it's is so great. hard to tell. I know. It's all. Well, I wrote it down. So, Frankie is, again, he's being super selfish. He's yelling. Him yeah. and Dolores are having it out. Yeah. And then Ava walks in on them. And he had just, off the cuff, at one point, had said, I love you. Yeah, yeah I love you, to Ava. And she said, say it again. Yep. Because she's sort of sashaying around in front of Dolores, you know, I've got your man kind of thing. So she said, tell me you love me again. And, she's, and Dolores, of course, acts like this is the worst thing ever. Yeah. And she storms off. Frankie, this leaves with Ava. Yeah. Why not? I would have too. <laughs> I yes, but you're not in a wholesome movie. You're just a pig. Yeah, you know, Dolores' goal is that, I mean, you read it, is for Frankie, the way the dialogue is written, and they try to really dance around this. She does not want to have sex until exactly. they're married. Yep. And she wants him, yep. if they're teenagers, to marry. And then she's like, I'll be all yours. And she can't really trust herself around him by themselves until that point. Well, that's why she invited 30 yeah. of their best friends to the beach. Because it sounds like she's really willing to hook up with Professor Bob oh, Cummings. she's throwing, him <laughs> yeah. throwing herself at him. So she'll, like, be, okay, after, she'll be his first contact. <laughs> After after this though, after a little breakdown with with Frankie and Ava, and another music scene where we she's get we get sings. her where we get the Annette Funicello song. Yeah. Dolores gets her song, yep. but it's basically her blaming herself. You got to treat you yeah. treat them good, treat them nicely, treat them nicely. It, it's <laughs> and it, again, I know it's a, it's a cute little song at the time. They're like, you know, that's nice. but you know, you, I looking back now, I watch it and I went. Yeah, move on. That's not your fault. Look, Look at him. He's, he's out there catting around with a, this gorgeous Hungarian woman yeah, yeah. and then telling you you can't do what you want. No. Dude, it was it's sort of unfortunate, but it, you know, it's this cute song and Nut Funicello is adorable. Oh, she is. Again, it's one of those, Jason, where we live with these movies so much in a short period of time. I just found myself at times going, shouldn't be so hard on yourself. And it's also, it's like, you know, looking back at this, my mom even mentioned Frankie and Ned. When I was growing up, they did a Back to the Beat. Yes, exactly. They came Fishbone back. Fishbone played in that movie. <laughs> did they? Yes. I didn't see it. Because <laughs> oh, I saw it. <laughs> it was 1987. Yeah. I was 13. Oh. And let me tell you, you couldn't have paid me to go to that. Because that was the same year like Prince of Darkness came out, I believe. I was going to that. You know? It was like, I was not going to Back, <laughs> Back to the, the beach. beach. Oh, I saw but it. Because that stuff was kind of popular. That resurgence of the 50s and the early 60s yeah. was big in the 80s because yeah. you do that cyclical thing where things 20, 30 years ago are cool now, which is why when I would see, you know, the acid-washed, high-waisted <laughs> jeans, I'd yeah. go, that wasn't cool, guys. That wasn't cool first time around. Stop it. Don't bring it back. Yeah, don't do it. Don't roll your roll your pants up yeah, like that. Peg roll, your pants. Peg your pants. Don't do that. That wasn't cool the first I did it. So and, did I. And I'm hoping um, Paisley comes back. Oh. But yeah, she sings her song. And then Sutwell, I, it's so stupid comedy because he's going to go out and join the party. So he said, I bought a hat and shows Marianne. He comes out in the just dumb <laughs> straw hat. And I mean, it, and Jason, I know it's, it's I'm applying logic where it doesn't. Because it's a cartoon. This yes, is a cartoon. Be, because he, he goes, oh, I bought this, you know, because I thought of it. And, and I just thought. At what point have you seen anything like that on these kids? Exactly. Has, has anyone? That was my thing. Like, anyone what is he done looking this? At? Yeah, exactly. It, it, you know, it'd be like you getting like a big foam cowboy hat, and, you know, one of those giant foam cowboy hats, and going, "Hey, girls, I'm I'm gonna go. I want to go hang out with you. Go hang out with your daughters and their friends." And they yeah. go, "What? Yeah. Kids are wearing this, right? Yeah." But I say that to my daughters all the time. I'll make up words. I'm like, that's what kids say, right? They're like, no, dad, kids don't say that. Oh, you're, you're, <laughs> 
ears to that. <laughs> like, I'm going to start using the vocabulary. There's like hooting. That's hooting. <laughs> he does. At one point, he's trying to break it down. Hooting means it's an expression because she's like, ooh, it's a hooting day. Yeah. I don't ever. I don't recall hearing that. No, I, know, I, I know lingo. Yeah, and and I've watched you know movies and, yeah. I, and I you know I'm, I like history. Yeah, I've never never come across hooting the word hooting. No, and she's saying you know the sets are glass. It's so yeah. glass. I've heard glass. I've heard that. But I've hooting, I never heard. Um, I think I'm gonna try to bring it back. <laughs> From where it was, it, it was never anywhere. You know, I'm with you. Uh, this is a hooting day. This is a hooting day. But now, then he decides he's just going to say it. Hooting, hooting. He walks into a room and just yells hooting. Which I mean, that's why it's just do. a ridiculous and adult they character. they set his hat on fire. She's <laughs> like, it's, it's just pranks. What is, yeah. Oh, <laughs> setting people on fire. That's so, funny. Something like a Larry Clark film or something. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's I'm having the, more fun talking about this movie oh, than yeah. watching it. I, so I watched it the very first time. I'm like, hey, let's watch it as a family. Because it's a family, you know, and a lot of the innuendo. I mean, my girls are old enough to get that. But oh, they just... slowly left. And then my oldest goes, is this what teenagers were like, Dad? And I'm like, you know, honey, I didn't grow up in there either. Um, <laughs> Sweet, uh, maybe we should, talk, we should talk to Grandpa. <laughs> I, I, grandpa was around this time period. <laughs> You know, Grace, one thing is, I don't think your grandpa ever broke out in song among his friends. <laughs> or played the bongos. That would have been frowned upon. <laughs> this is where Sutwell, before he leaves, he says, Marianne, eavesdrop on me when I'm at the yeah. snog party. Just sort of another weird little manipulation yeah. in a way when you think about it. Listen to me hang out with these kids and have fun. and Because yeah. that's where the couples break off after song. And he doesn't. He's like, where did they all go? Wait, hold on. You just said, that's where the couples break off after <laughs> song. Yeah. That's what happens at a beach party, right? You sing a song together and you're like, hey, everybody, couple off. Well, Put but- your surfboards down so we can only see feet and giggling. <laughs> yes. I mean, we had beaches on the yeah. Mississippi. I really wasn't a river person, but yeah. we had beaches, but I don't recall a lot of song. Yeah. And somebody might have been playing music <laughs> like back then when you had jam boxes. Yeah. But then he says, where did they all go? And who says it to him? He's like, um, you know, as a biologist, did you flunk biology? Yeah. Are you so myopic that you can't see what's really going on here? The worst anthropologist in the world. Who's paid for this research? <laughs> <laughs> I would drop that class after the exactly. first day, and I would be writing letters saying, this man's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, this guy. I don't know if this is like early product placement. Yeah. I'm assuming, I don't know when the electric razor was invented, yeah. but she has an electric razor. I thought that was pretty cool. Like, I, I was surprised also, like, use this, and I wanted there to go like, Gillette, electric <laughs> razor. If, if I was at this beach party with the bonfire, though. I'd be drinking these. Suburban yeah. foam, going yeah. down easy. I wonder if the Descendants ever did like a beach party. <laughs> Where they broke out in song like Dick Dale did. Again, it might have. I think it might have been a little rougher. Yes. A little more a little more my style than this wholesome crap. Yeah. I think there might have been passing of bottles. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. And there probably was no bongos either if they did it. There's bongs. Yeah. <laughs> my guess, but I, I love this beer. This is special. I did not realize until today that it is actually their anniversary beer. Well, congratulations to them on their anniversary. Absolutely. Always, well, always good to celebrate an anniversary. It's a place we should probably go. Okay. Because the food was fantastic. Beer is really good. I've, I've had a few things from them. I'm going to try to get an outfit like Professor Bob Cummings. Hooting. Hooting. <laughs> yeah, hooting. We're just going to show up. <laughs> yeah. Hooting. Hooting. I got I go, a giant hat with like a volcano on it. Like this is what the kids are wearing, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll never get another beer. Exactly. For most of Beach Brewing. <laughs> Sutwell 
wants to know about the beach life. Dolores starts telling him, and apparently the beach life is about seeing weird lights in the sky. <laughs> Because this scene makes no sense whatsoever. Why? Jason, why exactly? Because it ties in this plane we saw at the beginning of the film. A fisherman saw some weird blue lights in the sky. That's what the beach life is. And and he he goes, that was me and my plane. Why? You you talked about things that could be cut from this film. That That opening, thinking from filmmaking, you should have had the plane and then showed a fisherman. Witness it. Somebody witness it and go, what the hell was that? It doesn't add anything to the plot because later, like, no, in a couple scenes, he because goes flying. More confusion. Yeah, it only adds more confusion because when he goes flying, it's like right after they get caught, everybody thinks, "Oh, they're in bed" because they're yeah. literally in bed together, yeah. holding each other, and then they still go because they still go for a fly. And you get to see um, her Dee turn Dee green. Turn green. I think I, that was like that the special be... effects guy goes, "You can't cut that." Yeah, <laughs> like that, that was it. I worked on that. <laughs> That's it. That's the only thing I can think of. Like that was the first thing they shot, and then and then he said, "It's in my contract. You got to show that scene. You have to show my. I, I got to be able to put that on my resume." And it was it was a long scene too because he's doing all his acrobatics because Bob Cummings really was a pilot. He was a flight instructor in World War. But II. they really weren't flying. Yeah, on the you can learn more on the Bob Cummings TikTok. <laughs> You know, now we have to do a post on the website about Bob Cummings. Bob Cummings TikTok channel. Yeah, I'm going to put that in your lap. We have to do some post on Bob Cummings. And we're only an hour and ten minutes in this movie. There's 30 more minutes left. I know. I was there. <laughs> because Marianne is split. She hears all this and he dude shaves his beard. Changes himself. I think at this point Marianne does think that she, he is changing for Dolores. Professor Sutwell is not. He's just trying to find a way to get into that crowd. But, but Jason, I also think because he has had no experience, he's only had study, I think he's discovering himself through Dolores. I don't think there's an attraction. I think he's starting to learn about himself. Yeah. That's a very deep meaning to this movie. Right? <laughs> I'd love it. If I had a time machine, I would go back and I would, I would say, is this what you guys meant? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this movie is about self-discovery. And, and then I, I, I'd end up having to be like, okay, so TikTok is... Yeah. <laughs> okay, we carry phones in our pockets. Yeah. I'd just casually be dropping things. Yeah. Go, What's a cell phone? Yeah. What are you talking about? I go, all right, so here's the deal. <laughs> So we brought uh, an outlaw biker gang in at the beginning of the movie, led by Eric Von Zipper. So with movie logic, they have to come back because they are the true villains of this movie that really doesn't need a villain. So uh, Eric Von Zipper is still really unhappy the way the professor did his gang. Did him in. Yeah, he's embarrassed. So he's going to come back. And I think, are they just going to beat the professor up? So he's trying to figure out what house the professor lives in. And which should be like a really easy because there's really, it looks like there's only two houses on this beach. <laughs> you know? He's got a 50 50 chance. <laughs> yeah. But and, of and, course, and he chooses wrong. He chooses the wrong house. And in the process, because Ava is not getting anything from Frankie. Yeah. Which, well, I don't know, Frankie. Yeah. Sounds Come on, like man. a you problem. Man up. <laughs> and so she stumbles upon them and, and he goes, hey, you're, gonna, you're joining our gang now. And she goes, ooh, la, la. So <laughs> that Hungarian goulash. And she goes with this just, uh. Harvey Lembeck, he was born in 23, 33, 43, 50. He was 40 years old. And I think he's, their characters are still supposed to be semi-teen characters. He's the Fonz before the Fonz. Yeah. <laughs> Such a poor version of the Fonz. Yeah, you're right. I'm so, but sorry. He... I'm so sorry. So sorry, Henry, Henry Winkler. I apologize. That was... 
But you know what I mean. Yeah. He's a yeah. motorcycle guy. Exactly. Leather, leather jacket. jacket. Supposed to be cool, but yeah. they're playing it for laughs. Yeah. So, But he does. He literally, he's breaking and entering. And, and he keeps telling everybody, watch out for the fingers. Yeah. The don't, don't get fingered. <laughs> you stop. <laughs> but of course, they break into to Dolores' yeah. room. She screams. Screams. Sutwell comes on. This time, accidentally saves her with yeah. a surfboard. Yeah. Knocks out. Zipper. His The gang is afraid of Sutwell because yeah. of his... Fingering. <laughs> supposed to be a family <laughs> podcast. That will be the last time I say <laughs> I'm the one who really cut the vulgarity out of my stuff, and you're making it dirty. So, no, but he does. He kind of saves her. Then he goes into, like, you know, of course she's been traumatized. Yes. You know? And that's when everybody busts in, and they go, oh, my God. It is true. You, you two, two are in bed together. My goodness. My goodness. That's when they go flying. Makes, and, and it, but makes it's no stupid sense. Yeah. because it just show, basically it's showing she's dumb. He was in the war. She goes, yeah. which one? Like Spanish like, American. Yeah, I and think it, that was funny. Yeah, <laughs> a good Spanish American war joke is always <laughs> like it, it breaks me up in a movie. I'll tell you. <laughs> she turns green. They confront him. Of course, he has to get found out. Yeah. He has to get have his moment where he's found out, and the gang finds out. Dude, what are you doing? You're studying us. The, the Sutwell report. Yeah. Ooh. He realized at this point that Mer- that Didi likes him. So back at his place, and he knows Didi's going to show up there. He's telling Marianne's like, "You need to act like we're together, a couple." And so he kisses Marianne, and you see that Marianne's like, mm, "This is the moment I've been waiting for." And then finally, see, that's the breakthrough for it, him because yeah. she goes, "Oh, Dolores is gone," and he goes, <laughs> "Yeah, I don't care." Because when Dolores first comes in, he looks at her, he's like, "Well, we're very cosmopolitan," <laughs> so I guess I love that cosmopolitan <laughs> means that you just sleep around. <laughs> if somebody says that to me, I'm saying, "Stay, stay away from Jane. Yeah, exactly. Stay the hell away, stay from, away Jane. from my family. You and me are gonna have a talk." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So Professor and Marianne, because now the gang knows that he's writing this report on them, they run, of course, the only place in town. Like, we have to get out. These teens are heading our way. You know where I go? Where would you go, Michael? I go to where the teens hang out all the time. (laughs) That's what I was thinking, too. What the hell? They wouldn't expect it. (laughs) You know what? If I'm trying to avoid Norm, I'm going to Cheers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But he goes there. He goes to Big Daddy's. And what's great is there's Cappy, the two yoga ladies. Yeah. They're assembling pies, and he it, goes, beer and pies, beer and pies. <laughs> this resolution, because, because... they literally do have beer and pies. Yeah. That's it. it. It's <laughs> like, and like when you're like showing pies, like you're setting up for what I always hope for in a movie, pie fight. You're not going to show a pie. That's a great Not part. have a pie out, pie. <laughs> I find it really interesting that Frankie shows up. They're, they're chanting, we want Sutwell. They come in. Which, and, which who does that? Yeah. Teens, they're always chanting. <laughs> Get your kids in here. <laughs> That's crazy. How much chanting do you do on a regular you guys basis? Just enter places chanting <laughs> slogans. They flip really quickly because Eric Von Zipper shows up. Birch. <laughs> when he walks in, that's the kind of stuff that happens. And he has like a wrestling belt. Like and, I don't understand. Of course, he does it. He does. And he can't recognize Sutwell. Another reason they shave No his one beard. does. It's like you shave your... It's like Clark Kent Superman. You it shave is. your beard, you're like, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he's speaking to you, and he's got a very specific voice. Yes. And you still go, you're like, oh. <laughs> you're like oh, I didn't recognize him. Well, that's chin warmer. But as he's saying these things, 
there's a deal made, like you said, between Sutwell and Frank. He's like, eh, we'll protect. And the kids start this dumb chant. They- well, they do ring around the Rosies, which all gang fights. That's how they usually start. People don't realize it's gang fights. When you side off, ring around the Rosies is one of the first defensive maneuvers. Like Buffalo around their young. They circle <laughs> Sutwell and Marianne so that Zipper and his gang can't get to him. Zipper, of course, he's assuming the Napoleon role where yeah. he's got the hand and then directing his troops. And the whole fight breaks out. And then the pies start. The pies start flying. The pies start flying, man. Everyone's getting it yeah. left, right. Frankie accidentally gets Dolores. Yeah. Ah, you're like, whoa, hijinks. Yes. There's so much hijinks. Yeah. And pie fights, you know, you can start a fight physically, but if you end in a pie fight, people are going to end up like friends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it happens in all movies. You know, it calms things down, a good pie in the face. <laughs> it's, it's, you're right. You're not wrong there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> No. So, of course, you know, Zipper's clan, his, his gang gets gets the short end of the stick. Yeah. I'm not going to say they get beat up because I, it's... They don't. They just... Not really a, a lot. They get frozen time suspension. Yes. A lot of them. Yeah. He's just sitting around. He's like, what, what is he doing? For the finger. He's just, he's just poking them. With his finger. With his finger. <laughs> and it's exactly like that Blazing Saddle scene. It's, because it a is. tour guide but, comes but it's, in. But it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. that's my favorite part is when the tour guy goes, here's Big Daddy's where the kids hang out. Yeah, pie and he gets the a face. pie in the face. He goes, and across the street is a tea room. Yeah, we'll and, of course, there's a man that, that an, an old dude lingers. Well, is that Samuel Zar- Is that an AIP exec? I, it might be. You might be right. Yeah. Um, because he lingers to, you know, check out the ladies. Because I thought, was that William Ash or was that Samuel Zarkov? We'll have to <laughs> that's check what that. you were thinking about. Yeah, I was like, who, who is that? Because it was really prominent that he got a pie in his face, and then I thought, well, no, but also he's he's he just lingered to old yeah. you know yeah. Ava and exactly, the ladies, you yeah. know, he's like so, pie, yeah. So we <laughs> <laughs> turned this into the dirtiest episode. Though <laughs> <laughs> no, when it all ends, Zipper wants to make friends. Yes, and, he's like, and he goes, oh, you know, teach me your little trick where you make the people freeze. Yeah. And oh, I forgot throughout the whole thing, he accidentally. Freezes Deadhead, but Deadhead has a like a delayed because because he's, he's so dumb. He's so dumb, <laughs> like Jughead from the Archie. That's comics. exactly who it is. That's it. that's why they call it's it the goof. And yeah, Zipper accidentally freezes himself. Do you find it funny that Frankie throws a pie and hits Dee Dee? Frankie does get a pie in his face, but it's not from Dee Dee. I thought it was like, man, it should have been like equal. You know, <laughs> nothing's equal like, about this like, movie. Like one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> like one of those scenes. <laughs> Simultaneous pie face. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> but there's a big reveal at this there's point. There's a huge reveal because all of a sudden Big Daddy stirs the whole time. He's had his head down. He's had that hat. I don't know if there's a name for that kind of hat. It, it, kind of similar to the one he wore in The Baron of Arizona. <laughs> Which was episode 12. <laughs> Vincent Price. They say, Big Daddy's going to speak. And he raises his head. And he says, The Pit. Bring my pendulum, kitties. I feel like swinging. Yeah, so it's Vincent Price. Yeah. Which is great. He's yep. been like, we've done, what, three? Yeah. Haunted Palace, episode 11. Baron Arizona, episode 12. Is that it? This is the third one. He brings a little class. He does. He brings some class to it. And that's that's the end. And yeah. then and what's great is at the end of the end, cre- at yeah. the end credits... They say, hey, keep an eye out. Yeah. Vincent Price is going to be in the Haunted, Haunted Palace, Palace coming out later this year. A little, little promotion for our yeah, next movie. Yeah, why not? I love that. You got to do that more Teens often. love Vincent Price at that time. They still should. They do. I mean, you know, Vincent Price's heyday was before I was born, yeah. but I still love him. He's yeah. fantastic. Baron in Arizona, still my one of my favorite movies with him in it. One of your favorites? Yeah. Oh, I know. I liked it. I, just... yeah. I like when he plays against type. He was a good Baron. 
<laughs> he was. He was a very good Baron. <laughs> but anyways, that's yeah. that. That's the uh, we, we, we do it. We do have a wrap up though, right? We, we have a little montage. Oh, we well we get we get last one last comic bit with the with the zipper. Well, we also get Frankie and Didi going. I love you. Oh yeah. Everybody but, uh, has to make up at the end because we don't even need to say that yeah. though. Everybody knows that yeah. happens. But then the <laughs> professor and Marianne, because the professors they love each other too. Because the professor's going to Marianne Islands. Yeah. And and, <laughs> and I need an assistant. <laughs> and you know what else? Deadhead is still frozen. <laughs> Hilarious. And then one of the ladies goes, "I think I like it better this way." <laughs> Oh, it gets me every time. A hoot, hooting, hooting. It's so bad. Yeah, and then Zipper's, you know, he's trying to leave Malibu. And he has who's on it is the back of his. Ava. Yeah. And, he, and his motorcycle won't start. Everyone leaves him, and he's and he's blaming her. I know, and he pushes her off. He's like, and his catchphrase like the whole time is like, you stupid. That's one of my least favorite words. I don't like, like, I don't like using it. I don't like my kids using it. But he uses it all the time. Like, he calls his gang the whole time. You stupid. Yeah. And it's usually his fault. Yeah. He's yeah. the stupid one. Would you be pushing uh, her off their motorcycle? Like, everybody kind of tossed her aside. I'm like, no. She's the guys, one. Guys. 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 What, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Come on. You, you got a bombshell. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, you should be so lucky. You're not, you're not going to hit this again. Yeah. Hit <laughs> a home run. So, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. So, I pick this movie, Michael. So, would you recommend this movie i don't think i would i don't think it's good i grew up i knew beach blanket bingo a little and i was familiar with all this i wasn't the target audience so i try to be forgiving to it but at the same time i just kind of go meh i don't think these are essential in any way it's just cheesy i don't think i'd recommend it i mean if somebody wanted to know the beach culture i go first of all i don't think this is an accurate representation of the beach culture from the early 60s i mean i really don't (laughs) You know, first of all, one guy in the cast could surf. Yeah. Like, okay, there you go, guys. Well done. But I I don't think, I honestly don't think I would. And it, not making fun or anything, I just go, wouldn't be one that I'd say, you gotta see this. Do you know that Vincent Price shows up in another one of these movies? And Doc, he plays Dr. Goldfoot, and Frankie yeah. Avalon plays like the agent who's trying to track him down. Well, Vincent Price would show up in anything yeah. if he gave money. <laughs> because Dr. Goldfoot in his... uh Fembots is where Michael Myers got that. This is another example where I don't think I'll ever watch this again. And I'm trying to get to my answer. I do think that as a typical viewer, B-movie viewer, nah. This is ridiculous. It, it, it's long, long in the tooth. <laughs> because it was meant for a drive-in audience. It was meant for teens to hang out, not really pay attention. And that way, no. And it's it's silly. There's no plot. There's not a lot of depth. The songs aren't even that kind. No, like Dick no. Dale, you know, comes in has a song, yeah. but it's not even one of his good songs. No, I really think Dick Dale had a check. Yeah, and he said it's giving me free promotion, and I'm surrounded by ladies. Like I think that's why Dick. Yeah, Dale that's a win. Showed up win for most people. Attractive women in bikinis. Yeah. yeah. That's, for that's a couple a days. E- easy choice. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a three week shoot too. So he was probably there for like. A yeah. couple days. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Uh, now, if you are someone who enjoys like film studies, this hit at a point where it became so popular. And I understand a little pop culture around the 60s. This has a lot of that element. Other than that, I, I would not recommend it. It's, it's, it's hard to get through. It's a bad movie. <laughs> it's a bad it, movie. It really is. Yeah. It's, it's not that good. It makes no sense. William, if, you, if you're like, oh, maybe I would try another William Asher movie, look up Johnny Cool. Like, far better. Oh, but, oh. But just absolutely good movie. That was a but, cool movie. Yeah. This, 
<laughs> slightly disturbing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like Johnny Johnny Cool has like some seriously disturbing yeah. things going yeah. on there. That again, it's that you don't. It, it, like nowadays, I think people would watch it and say, eh, you know, it's not that graphic. Yeah. But you know what happened, yeah. or you know what's going to happen, and you go, "That's really messed yeah. up." Yeah, so, it's it's a better movie. Nothing I, like that happens yeah. here. Basically, on, on the spectrum, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, you're like, here over here is Beach Party with yeah. its pie fight, yeah, and then on the other side is Johnny Cool yeah. with its torture and yeah. rape, exactly, and murder, <laughs> yeah, and just yeah, it t- totally. That would be the only thing to recommend as you yeah. go. As you go, here's a director who did this, but he also, also did, did this. this. Yeah. You know, because William Asher was just like. The, like he went from TV directing to movie directing, and he was just a working director. Like you give him something, he'll make it. That genre of beach party movies that started right here, they made them until we were in the 80s. Like they had tons of beach movies, including well, like a, it, it had its thing in the 60s, these, and then it was done. And then the 80s, it brought back they, with they, hard bodies and hard Malibu Express and Malibu Surf Express. Two. There was never a Surf One, but Surf Two came out. And then it, you don't see beach party movies. Anymore. But these, those were a lot more raw. Yeah. Hard <laughs> I mean, bodies was softcore. Yeah, exactly. We watched that a lot. <laughs> that was a totally different type of beach party yes. movie. I don't know if we'll be covering that. Yeah, but <laughs> fine. We might. Our hey. ticket to Hawaii is pretty close. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Same guy who did Malibu Express. That's coming up. Oh, at the end of our credits. Yeah. <laughs> coming up with our, our ticket to Hawaii. Now, the beer. Oh, dude! What, how Hermosa, this was this was great. This it really went well with the movie. Great pairing. You are a fan. Yes, I'm familiar, more familiar with the Descendants. Hermosa Beach Brewing. Thank you guys. It was Absolutely. great. Couldn't end this without pitching, you know, and promoting our Bob Cumming TikTok channel. <laughs> <laughs> be on the lookout. It's gonna be a Bob Cummings. It's just gonna it's gonna take over the world. But I think that about wraps this one up, buddy. Oh, I. That you're right. It was fun. It was. This always. always this is Beer and Movies. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael.